world, and welcome to Three from the Seven, Relics' weekly news podcast chronicling Uno, Dos, Trace, one, two, three of the biggest news stories from the last seven days. My name is Raf Kenny Sincata. I am the associate editor of Relics Magazine, and I am joined, as always, by the beautiful, talented, phenomenal, essential Karina Reichman. Hey, hey, hey. Essential. I like that. I like that. I think you're essential too, Raph. You know, both of us really just making it rain yeah. in the essential column, right? <laughs> essential. Exactly. What the fuck? What are we supposed to do? Not be essential? Come on. Come yeah. on. Us? I don't know. I, I mean, think those, it's those great. fiery bass lines are as essential as anything I've ever heard. Thank you, sister. Thank you. That's what I keep telling myself. But then, you know, there are the days where I'm like, is this a such? <laughs> it's okay. I? It's all great. What yeah, what's, uh, <laughs> what am I up to again? No, I'm just kidding. It's all good. How are you, Raph? Tell me more. What's going on? I'm well, Karina. Uh, we are not in person, even though we were in person last week. And shout out to our producer, Will, for facilitating that entire endeavor. We did it safely. We did it in a very fun way. Karina made me a tequila drink. It was wonderful. Um, oh, but yeah. we are back to remote satellite status. Uh, hopefully we will be in the same room again sometime soon, Karina. But that was an enjoyable experience, don't you think? It was nice to see the your most. face. I'd like to think it was nice for you to see my face. It was. It was probably the, the nicest thing was to see your face. Come on. Don't sell yourself short. No, <laughs> it was really it was truly one of the best uh, days of the quarantine. <laughs> You know, honestly, it was just like uh, it was a homecoming. It was, uh, you know, back to basics right there from where we started. It was really epic. And thanks again to Will. You're so, you know, you're so right. He really keeps this train on the tracks, as we like to say around here. And uh, that was a great that was a great time, Raph. It's, and, uh, uh, it feels so long ago, but it was just a week ago. It does feel like a long time ago. But the coolest thing, too, is after we went off the air, Karina, you, you showed me some choice demos of some fiery <gasps> new tunes. I felt Dude. very cool. And I'll tell you what, Raph, I don't play that stuff for just anybody. Let me just say that is some very tucked away stuff. Uh, but, you know, you and Will, I, I really... I feel at home with you guys. I feel like you uh, you can take things with a grain of salt when they're not quite yet done. You know what I mean? And it uh, it felt great to share. It felt great to share more music where that came from, Raph. It's all it's all happening. Yes, it was certainly very kick ass. So all the Karina fans listening, there is some very good stuff percolating in the Karina Reichman laboratory currently. <laughs> that is it. When it's, when it's ready to hit the streets, it is going to hit it like a freaking bomb. It's going to be dope. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Lunatic sunshine is how I like to brand myself. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's, uh, it's lunatic sunshine incarnate, <laughs> whatever that means. But thank you. Thank you, Rob. It means a lot. Uh, that was super fun to get to share and to hang and do it all in person. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good over the airwaves, too. We've really come a long way. We've done many an episode apart at this point, And uh, I hope we will do many together as well in the future. But, you know. Time, time will tell. <laughs> time, time will tell. Um, but speaking of very cool music, we're doing a little bit of a different format this week, and it's going to be a Krungbin celebration. The new issue of Relics is out. It is the July-August issue, and we have Krungbin on the cover. It's very exciting news, Karina. So we are going to talk a little bit about this phenomenal band that is like pretty, pretty freaking hot on the live music scene, if I do say so myself. Do you agree? I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, where do we even begin? It's, first of all, fantastic that you guys have them on the, uh, on the cover. I couldn't think of a better and more deserving crew. And, you know, I feel like I fangirl on Krungbin on this podcast and other podcasts and who, to who, whoever will listen quite often. But uh, 
can can I tell my anecdote about the one time that I actually fangirled Krungbin themselves yes. so hard? This is an okay. open forum, Karina. Please take the oh, microphone. Beautiful. Enjoy, please, well, everybody, enjoy. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, so, you know, I, uh, I am a huge fan from the get-go, and I remember that day that they came and played at Relics, which was their first New York show. They their came first, and okay, did a rooftop their session. First, their first Manhattan show. There's Manhattan a, show. They played Rough Trade, I think, less than 24 hours prior. But yes, their first Manhattan Sure, show. sure. Continue. Let's not... That's, I'm very glad that you're there to set the record straight. Yes. Um, and I remember all that. And, you know, I got The Universe Smiles Upon You. And I, I don't know, I had, like, two copies on vinyl. And then I got Marco another copy. And basically, like, we were touring in a tour bus around this time. And we had a record player in the tour bus, of course. And just after every show, we'd put the the vinyl on. And it was so just like the way we would decompress. And Marco was like, who are these guys? Like, what is going on? I'm like, right, right. And they were like, you know, the hot new band on the, on the town, if you will. Anyway, f- fast forward. It is uh, August 2017. And I'm playing Outside Lands with Marco Benevento and Krungbin is playing on the same stage about two acts afterwards. So, you know, we got up there, we did our thing, blah, 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 came off stage, still in my white clothes, you know, my stage outfit that I wear. And, uh, I'm over at like, you know, some artist hospitality bar snack plate, whatever it is. And then some dude comes over to me just looking like a regular dude and is like, Hey, wait, was that, was that you just up there on stage? And I was like, yeah, hey. And he's like, oh, man, that was awesome. We were loving it. That was so rad. Like, he's totally, like, you know, big up in the set. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, what a blast, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, are, uh, are you in any of these bands? And by the way, like, Krungbin, like, was, of course, one of the, f- like, few bands that I was wildly excited about and was like, mm-hmm. wow, we're playing on the same stage as these guys. It's so cool. He's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, oh, cool. Which one? And he's like, Krungbin. And I was like, wait. <laughs> and I had a full come apart. And I swear I've met I've met so many musicians and, you know, people <laughs> I deeply respect and admire, but I full on was just like, <gasps> oh my God. I didn't I didn't recognize you without the wig. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, oh my God. And it's Mark. Yeah. And, that's so funny. And, and I had a full come apart and I was just like, Ple- oh, my God, where where are the rest of you? He's like, oh, we're in our we're in our tent, you know, come over. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to bring Marco over. He's going to freak out, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and I did. I was like, Marco, I met Krungbin. Get over here. And like we're freaking out. And uh, basically there's an amazing band photo of their band and our band, two three pieces and uh, I'm telling you, like, I never, like, go crazy on anybody and, like, you know, go, oh, my God, your music has meant so much to me, and I just respect you guys so much, and, you know, I think you're the most likable new band I've ever heard, and thank you for making such amazing music, but I totally let loose on these guys, dude. I just let it fly. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, funnily enough, they didn't take that uh, the wrong way, and we became kind of passionate. And we would write to each other periodically. And Laura and I, you know, we have plans to hang out upstate this weekend, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're totally, you know, we became kind of, you know, because they tour all the time. I tour all the time. But like long distance tour pals. And then last year, 
I I opened for them at the cap, which was sanctioned by them. So that was the most surreal. Like even saying that because we haven't had live music in so long <laughs> feels like the weirdest dream. Like, am I lying to you? Like, I feel like that's a lie. <laughs> But it's not. It's really not a lie. Like, that literally happened. You were there, right? Were you there? I don't <laughs> think I was there. Okay, I, that's I okay. I think I missed but it. We can find someone now. who was like, there. Yeah, exactly. To corroborate. If you were there, yeah, corroborate that Karina opened for Krongbin. Although it's it like... Really <laughs> Like all of, all shows in like quarantine, every show I've ever missed, I'm just like kicking myself over that one included. So right, well, I just am. I'm honestly, I, it really does feel like I'm making it up, but I'm really not, Raph. I promise there are pictures. It really happened. <laughs> it was on, I believe, June nineteenth, twenty nineteen. And, uh, and yeah, you know, they're the coolest people ever. They're so awesome. They're so humble. They just make awesome music and continue to do so. And I love Morhai. It's so fantastic. And I don't know, the tune that really gets me on the new record is called Pelota. Do you know <laughs> that one? That one is so fresh. That oh, my good. God. Um, aye, the, aye, the, aye. There's a couple of things I wanted to follow up on. Um, the first please, is that please. You, you didn't recognize guitarist Mark Spear because he wasn't wearing his wig. And personally, I didn't know they were wearing wigs until like I was a fan of them for like a year plus like i thought they just had <laughs> dope haircuts and then i think i think it was uh god was it maybe even when i saw them on jam cruise like it was a while until i realized that they just didn't have dope haircuts but it's funny because in the new issue of relics which you can pick up at relics.com slash mordecai which is the name of their new record uh mark goes into why they wear the wigs and it's because um they were kind of regulars in like the Houston, Texas music scene before they kind of became this worldwide touring phenomenon. Um, and they were playing in so many different bands that they literally wore wigs just to like differentiate them from their other projects, which is super funny. And now I think they kind of use it so they can uh, walk around festivals similar to the experience you had, Karina, which is like they can walk around festivals without being bombarded by people, which must be nice. And yeah, rightfully so. I mean, they they deserve all the attention they get and more, but they seem, you know, they're 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 mellow, you know, they're not looking to, uh, you know, gallivant about and be recognized per se, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I got so turned on to them in 2015 when uh, their first record, The Universe Smiles Upon You, dropped, um, specifically that closing track, Zionsville, which I recommend anybody after they finish listening to this, turn that track on, and it's like the most, you know when we talk about like the Grateful Deadiest, Grateful Dead songs, or the fishiest fish songs, like I think Zionsville is a very Krungbin-y Krungbin song. Sure, um, sure. A, a quintessential tune. Um, and then I've seen them a number of times. I mean, I unfortunately missed that Cap show, but I saw them play on Jam Cruise in 2019. I saw them play with Trey at Lockin, um, which was completely unreal. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've really made a splash in the jam scene, considering they're not really a jam band. Totally. And, you know, I, I think they have just in some crazy weird way, they hit like the nexus, the uh, like they're like the center of the, the what's it called? The Venn diagram. Yeah. Of of all the subcultures, almost like the indie kids love them. Psych kids love them. Jammers love them. Like it's just and I've always, you know. It's I've always said whenever I'm turning people on to them, which I have many a time, it's just the most like quintessentially likable, easily listenable, but not easy listening per se mm -hmm. music. You know what I mean? And it's just uh, it goes over. I don't know. I remember going to like, you know, my aunt and uncle's 
lake house and being like, hey, like, you know, what are we going to listen to? All right, let me put this on. Everybody's like, what is this? And I'm like, yeah, y'all, it's Krungbin. And they're not like music people per se. You know what I mean? They're not like deeply, you know, in uh, in any sort of scene or whatever. It's not like they're keeping track of like what's new and hot and what's what's happening. So anyway, it was it was very uh, interesting to see that. My parents love them. They're yeah. good to go. They're parent it's friendly. Pretty they awesome. really are. <laughs> yeah, they're they're everyone friendly, and that's just such an amazing thing. And I think it speaks to you know their desire to make music that's just you know quintessentially likable and accessible to all. And Definitely. like you know, they talk about on this new record, like you know, they sing in a bunch of different languages, but they also all sing. Yeah. And because of that, like they had to make, you know, write lyrics that weren't necessarily too personalized or too, you know, specific to a dude singing it, a chick singing it, you know, people of different races and cultures and whatnot. Like you can just kind of whoever you are, wherever you are, you're allowed to like this and you're allowed to let it resonate with you no matter where you come from. And I think that's so important and special that they are able to do that so effortlessly. And yeah. uh, it's a beautiful thing. It I mean, really I know, is. Uh, I know Laura Lee, uh, the bassist who you are going to be palling around with this weekend, Karina, very cool. Um, in the cover story of Relic, she mentions about how a lot of the lyrics they have for this record, Mordecai, is are um, pulled from her diaries, kind of stream of consciousness type stuff that she would flip through and then find something. And then I think there's one song in particular where the lyrics are in Spanish, but... Basically, she took English lyrics and got her mother or a family member to, like, translate them into Spanish. And they don't make any sense in Spanish. They're just, like, a rough translation. But the way the phonetics of it flow and the rhythm and the meter in the song. um, And it's just that cool kind of creative, abstract lyricism where it's, like, language, sound, influence, all of this stuff kind of thrown together in this stew that becomes a very cool Krungbin song. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I saw them play with Trey Anastasio at Lock in 2019, and I definitely wanted to touch on a, a kind of a funny story with that. Um, unfortunately, Karina, you were not there, but it was very unreal to see Trey sitting in with such a young, kind of hip, up-and-coming band. Um, I feel like when you see a Trey sit in, or even any of these kind of statesmen of our scene sitting in, it's usually a, like a top-tier crazy, you know, a Derek and Trey type thing. But Trey coming out with Krungbin was super-duper cool, and it was funny because I was writing the Lock in Times that day, and if anyone ever goes to Lockin or Bonnaroo, the Relic staff actually writes those newspapers on site. So there's a kid like myself running around, taking notes at every set, trying to get what happens so he can go to print and have a physical newspaper the next morning. So I was covering that night. Krung been on stage. I'm having a great time. But the thing is, unlike Mordecai, they were supporting uh, their previous records. Uh, they were supporting Con Todo El Mundo at the time. Uh, which is very much instrumental heavy. So I'm watching Krungbin. It's a great show. So Trey sits in for 40 minutes, over 40 minutes. And so many of the songs have no lyrics. So oftentimes, trick of the trade, uh, if uh, someone sits in on a song, you don't know the name of the song, you can write down some of the lyrics and check it on your phone and kind of figure out what song Trey Anastasio sat in. But with all these instrumentals, I'm kind of sitting there panicking, being like, Trey is sitting in for over 40 minutes and I can't nail down like 
half of these songs because they're all instrumentals. <laughs> so shout out to Mr. Ken Weinstein of uh, Big Hassle, who is the a very cool guy. He reps uh, My Morning Jacket and you know has done stuff with Bonnaroo and Fish and all these amazing acts within our scene. He's an absolute consummate professional and gentleman. I kind of grabbed him after the set, found him backstage, and kind of was like, Ken, for the love of God, can you find me a set list? I have no idea what songs Trey sat in in my deadlines in three hours. And Ken, God bless him, ended up texting me the entire set list about 20 minutes later and relieved an incredible amount of anxiety. So Ken is oh, an absolute man. fucking champion for that one. Um, big big clap for Ken right there. Oh that is God. awesome. I, I well was just played. like, I am eternally grateful for Ken Weinstein for doing that for me. Um, because also I wanted to do justice to an amazing set. I mean, seeing Trey kind of be for lack of a better word, like humbled by a sit-in like that. I mean, he didn't rip into it with a Trey solo. You know what I mean? He let Mark do his thing and kind of filled in the blanks, which is uh, kind of to see Trey laying back is kind of cool. Totally. That's so awesome. I love that entire story. Wow. Raph, you just, you laid it down, dude. <laughs> That's so fun. And yeah, I mean, I've seen a, a, a myriad of Krungbin shows, but if I could have seen one thing, I mean, obviously I really wish I could have been there for the Trey time, man. Trey time it only happens, uh, once in a very, very, very blue moon. So <laughs> that is, uh, that is super deep and I love it, man. I love it. I watched oh, yeah. that. I definitely, I saw a lot of that footage and I was like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'd be remiss not to also mention their collaborations with Leon Bridges on the Texas Sun EP. I know you're a fan of that, Karina. You've spun that quite a bit. Totally. No, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm all in. And I, I saw that tour when they came through in support of Leon, uh, at Radio City, those were great times and great hangs post show and at Radio really, City, really, really fun. Ooh la la! It was great to see them on that enormous, you know, in that theater vibe. And that was a while—not a while before, but actually, shit. Maybe I'm getting my timeline mixed up. No, I'm not. I'm not. I saw that before I opened for them at the cap. Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> so it was before, like, you know, they were still kind of at the club, like multiple nights and clubs level then. Like now I think, you know, Radio City is not uh, out of the question for them to play at all on their own. But it was still kind of like at the time, I want to say it was fall 2018. That's my theory uh, that they opened. Oh, shit, maybe I'm all wrong. Anyway, whatever, we'll figure it out. It was very cool to see him on that stage. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, it's cool. I mean, they're both, uh, you know, Texas born and bred, man. So you got to get that Texas flavor up in there. And I think they did a beautiful job. Quick, uh, and quick, quick side note, Karina. Yeah, talking please, about, please. Talking about them at Radio City Music Hall. I love Radio City. Who doesn't? I find it to be one of the best sounding rooms in New York City. Do you, what do you think is the best sounding room in New York? I love Radio City. Love. Literally, yes. I, I couldn't agree more, and I'll see anything there. And I had the, uh, the distinct honor and privilege to play on that stage for about 90 seconds once when I was in the backing band of an act on America's Got Talent, and it was the best <laughs> day of my life. So I got to play there, you know, in front of Howard Stern and Howie Mandel and, uh, you know, Nick Cannon, I don't know, all those guys. <laughs> And I would go to work, quote unquote, every day for about a week and a half rehearsing with these uh, these children that were the band that, you know, Karina, I was Karina, essentially was backing up. Karina, what was the band called? They were called Murp, M-U-R-P, but otherwise known as Erilyn and Izzy. And the song that we performed, oh yeah, are you ready for this? I'm it ready. It was called 
Dog Poop. Yes. That's right. Uh, this is why I thought the band's name was Dog Poop, but it was the song name, but still very <laughs> the funny. song name. Yes. No, I know. It was literally two two little children. The girl was like, I don't know, six. And the kid, then the boy was like nine, ten. I don't even know. I can't quite tell <laughs> with children. But uh, yeah, wait. So best sounding room in New York City. How did I get off of you? Um, New York, uh, Radio City. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the Beacon. I'm a huge fan of oh, the theaters Beacon, yeah. in general. You know, I, I love to see a band in a theater. So, I mean, those two reign pretty supreme for me. No, yeah, um, definitely. Beacon's a great answer, too. It's definitely all those old, like, movie theater type places where it just, it was, like, predates decent sound systems, you know, where they literally had to <laughs> carve the room to make sound travel well. Um, but yeah, that, just imagining Krungbin at a place like uh, Radio City Music Hall with the intricacies of their music really bouncing around that beautiful gold ceiling. Uh, I miss uh. live music. <laughs> oh, you and me both, Raph. You and me both. They were so awesome. And, you know, uh, three-piece love, man. Three-piece. That's I know all you, you need. You mentioned your band, like obviously Marco's band, and them kind of hanging out. And I'm imagining this legion of rock trios just meeting at, like, a hall of justice somewhere. It's like you guys and Dude. Primus, Krungbin. We have meetings. We have meetings, you know. <laughs> Rush used to come, but now R.I.P. Neil, you know, it's a whole other thing. There's now. an empty chair uh, for Neil and that will never be taken. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Blink-182 comes once in a while. True. You know, Green Day. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> morphine. Um, soul coughing. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Know, all the best a, bands, man. Fuck, you're doing a great job. I, I'm rapidly racing my mind trying to think of other rock trios. <laughs> oh, man. Cream. Cream. Oh, goddamn. Who? Uh. Karina's oh. a music scholar. We know this. She's carrying the weight no, of the no. team on her back. No, not at all. You really, you're the one who usually is all in there with the facts, but I just happen to be deeply obsessed with, uh, with trios. So, you know, and then forget about it when we, we can't eat. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was about to go into jazz, but then I was about to say, you know, the greatest trio <laughs> to ever grace the cockles of my old dead heart <laughs> are the be- the Beastie Boys. Don't oh, even true. get me started. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, my God. For real. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Three bad brothers you know so well. Come on. It oh, started man. way back in history with Ad Rock, MCA, and me, Mike D. That's all I'm trying <laughs> to say. If there are any oh, music man. promoters listening, there should be a festival called Trio Fest, and it is only three-piece bands. I would really like that. Oh, yeah. It'd be kind of tight. I'd have so many gigs. At I least know, two. right, dude? <laughs> maybe, It'd be like maybe. A, uh, a traveling, a bamboozle roadshow, a warp tour, if you will, and it will I be a traveling really like trio that. fest. <laughs> wow, Raph, you're full of good ideas, man. You're full of good ideas in the quarantine age, man. People should be coming to you to direct them on what to do. You know, that's my theory. Well, the one thing I, I would definitely would like to direct everyone to do is to subscribe to Relics Magazine. Relics.com slash Mordecai, M-O-R-D-E-C-H-A-I. It's the name of the new Krungbin record. And if you've heard anything in these last, God, how long, 20-ish minutes, it's that Krungbin's a kick-ass band. This is a kick-ass issue of Relics Magazine. It's the June-July issue, which is cool because it's usually, we put like, a, it's like a festival issue usually when festivals were a thing. Um, but this it's usually a slot reserved for an up-and-comer. So we put my morning jacket before they absolutely blew up on there i believe we had mgmt on there before they blew up so now krungbin who are very much a uh, a rising star in this wonderful live music scene of ours so yeah subscribe to relics there's some really cool uh, stuff in this new issue i did a andy frasco feature um <clears throat> excuse me uh 
and it's awesome. It's one of my favorite things I've ever written for Relics. Uh, I got to chat with Andy and really get into the, the nitty gritty of what quarantine life is for him and kind of his backstory. So there's lots and lots to uh, dig into. There's interviews with Billy Strings talking about the Grateful Dead. Thundercat, who Karina knows is one kick-ass bassist. Uh, Leslie Mendelson, Jerry Joseph. It's an amazing issue, so go to relics.com slash Mordecai to subscribe. Karina, is there anything in your world? I know you've uh, you've mentioned that there's, uh, or I've mentioned, I keep spilling the beans that you have new music in the works, which is very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. I can't wait. You know, I do, I, I, I have to wait until the actual release date is upon us, but I have singles and they are coming your way and probably within, within the month, not this month, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> within, 30, within 30 or 31 days of what you're listening to right now. Exactly. So it just you know, bear with me. <laughs> bear with me until I get all my promotional uh, materials together, and then I'll be I'll be pumping the names of the songs into your ears and telling you to pre-save them on Spotify uh, very shortly. But yes, Raph, we're very excited over here at Karina Karina Incorporated, and uh, things are things are happening. You are know, the, it's a uh, good time. Are the shirts sold out? The shirts are sold out. Ooh. The shirts completely sold out. And for that, my friends and fans alike, thank you so much. I can't even tell you what, like, I'm so shook. I can't even believe it. Um, I will have some new art prints for sale shortly. And uh, you can get all that info on my social media, dude. Social media is the way. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good time to, uh, to make art. Also a crazy time to make art. Also a terrible time to make art. But, but you know. Uh, for me recently, not so bad. So looking, uh, looking forward to sharing just a little piece of my soul with you, Raph and everyone listening. I got you people. I got you. Awesome. (laughs) Follow me and Karina on Instagram at three from the seven email us Raph and Karina at gmail.com. I was just going through the inbox today and uh, a lot of people had a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? A lot of contributions to a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about who would be the poet laureate of what states. So thank you everybody for chiming in and letting us know uh, that we completely forgot about Bob Dylan among other people. Um, oh, <laughs> right. Damn, <laughs> you can't win them all. Uh, Huge oversight, but it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, sorry, well, sorry, Bobby D. <laughs> Uh, Three from the Seven is brought to you by Relics Media Group. Our producer, as I mentioned earlier, is the fabulous Will Schwerd, who works way too hard for one man. Uh, And we appreciate you guys listening. As I mentioned before, subscribe to Relics, the new issue, Krungbin. It's dope. Relics.com slash Mordecai. Uh, And that about does it for us. Karina, I'm going to have you uh, give a a couple words of wisdom and then sign us off. Sound good? Sounds fantastic, Raph. My people, my people, I hope you are well out there. I hope you're well in here. What does that mean? I don't know. Don't even overthink it. Just drink it. It's going to be great. We're all going to come on the other side of this, and we're going to be celebrating in one way or another. And I hope this podcast gave you 20-ish minutes of relief from the news that toxifies your brain, sends you into submission, and freaks you the fuck out. Thank you very much for listening. Raph, my partner in crime, as always, I am so pleased to be on the other end of the telephone line from you. Thank you for your time, your beautiful way in which you put all the stories together. And let's do it again next week, shall we? Thank Sounds you, like everybody. a plan. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Bye.